Ooh, all right, baby. Flying solo tonight, motherfuckers. You might know my name already. Well, let's face facts. You do. Because who the fuck else will be making this right now? Nick Wagella in the house, a.k.a. Mr. Podcast, a.k.a. Split Six Nick. Please, can I have your attention? You know what this is. And if you don't, get on board, baby. Episode 1, Season 11 of the Booty Bowl Podcast. You guys ready to get down? You guys ready to play some fake football? Because I am. Welcome, everybody, to the Booty Bowl Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the Booty Bowl. And, you know, if you're in our league, you're probably going to enjoy this. If you're not, I don't know why you're listening. So turn it off and turn on an episode of Split Six or something. But as you heard in the intro, I just opened up my fresh beer. It's great. Um, <laughs> just kidding. That was actually a LaCroix. <laughs> Gosh, I can't believe you guys all just fell for that. Here, watch, or sorry, this is an audio medium, not a visual medium, so listen to me drink this LaCroix. Hold on one second. Mmm, grape farts. Yes, everybody. Another episode. Kruk is not here this week, actually, um, because he didn't know we were doing it, and he's out of town, and, you know, I'm just kind of bored. So I decided to make a podcast for y'all talk about the league, talk about some issues coming up, and mainly trash on all of you fucking hoes that think you have a chance to win this league or think you even know what you're talking about in fantasy football in general. Anyways, so let me bring you up to tonight. Hold on, let me have some more LaCroix. Wink, wink. <coughs> oh, boy. Strong LaCroix, strong LaCroix. So what brings... Me here tonight is there are so many issues to go on. Oh, wait, sorry, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> what brings me here right now is to tell you why I'm doing this alone. Well, first of all, Kruk is out of town. Um, you know, he's my go-to for this thing. So, you know, I think like, okay, who else could I get? Okay, Jeremy. Jeremy hang out with him every single Friday. But apparently now Jeremy's got a girlfriend or at least something close to that. So, of course, Catan night every Friday night. Jeremy's always been a solid staple. He's out. He's going to get drinks with his new girl. If he hasn't told you about it yet, sorry, I'm spoiling it for you. It's the maid of honor for Dylan's wedding. Haha. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeremy. Um, so that leads us to Mitchell and Dylan. Well, y'all know the story with them. They abandoned me. They hate me. You know? I and I know I haven't been the best brother to you guys, especially Dylan, in the past. But come on, did you really have to leave me all alone by my lonesome with this fucking maniac of a family dog that we have? Mitchell, take her. I am ready. I won't have attachment issues. I dug a grave in the backyard and was really contemplating throwing her in it and burying her alive, but I didn't because I'm not a Republican and I don't have that black of a heart. Which leads me to, speaking of Republicans... um. Eric and Mike Carls, I guess I could have hung out with them or invited them to do the podcast tonight, but you really have to pay me to hang out with those guys because, you know, 
they suck. I'm sure you all can agree. And, you know, I don't know. I don't want to subject myself to that kind of torture if it's not like a necessary function, like one's having a baby or one's getting married. Otherwise, you know, let leave them out to dry. You know, we'll see them. We'll see them quarterly. Okay. All right. Got that out of the way. Uh, Mike Wells. Uh, I don't know what to say other than, you know, I don't want to get arrested tonight. Not that I'm saying that we would, but I'm saying whenever you're with Mike Wells, there is a chance. You know it. There is a chance you're going to get arrested. And, you know, you can say like, oh, Nick, you're being too dramatic. I'm like, like, Mike, Mike is so great to hang out with. You know, we've never got arrested with him. It's like, okay. I don't care. I'm not taking my chances with that motherfucker. You know, I love you, Mike Wells, but, uh, uh, dude, handle your shit. Um, and then who else is left? Um, so we went through Paul Vogel. He's also experiencing the Jeremy syndrome. Got a girlfriend too good for me. You know, he was always a staple of Catan nights as well, but now dating Elise girl way out of his league and he knows it. Can't ever see him anymore. I guess I can't blame him Blame him after not getting pussy for the last 26 years of his life. It must be nice, and I, I'm, I, you know, I'll, I'll hand it to you, Paul, here. We'll give you a quick round of applause. <laughs> nice work. Um, enjoy it while it lasts, I guess. Um, and, yeah, uh, fuck you for abandoning me. You know, one thing I've always been good with in my relationships is having time for my friends, and you can all attest to that. But y'all need to get your shit under control because, Eric, we don't see you ever. Mike Carls, I have started to not see you ever. Paul, now I don't see you ever. Jeremy, I haven't seen you in two Fridays. What the fuck? Sorry, I need to settle down coming in too strong off the top, especially because I haven't even gotten to any of the fantasy football aspects of this. I've just been shitting on you guys. Now, here's the real question. Am I forgetting anybody in the league? Well, let me tell you. I don't think so. Nope, I think I covered it all except for myself, the best, the champ, number one pick overall. You know me, I do me. I'm, I'm great. Oh, <laughs> there is someone I'm forgetting, and it's because I don't know if they're in the league anymore. That's, that's going to be a big topic tonight on this podcast, is what do we do with Adam Kobanen? Kobanen disgraced himself and left the league, uh, saying he knows where he's not welcome. When none of us told him he was not welcome anywhere, nonetheless, the fucking booty bowl fantasy football league, which if you're not welcome in the booty, then come on. Like, we'll we'll accept, uh, accept some shady fuckers in here, but you don't think you're welcome. Okay, Kobanen, just stop being dramatic. So, um, dear Commissioner Dylan. Let us know what we're doing. Uh, I think I can speak for everyone here. We're on board to keep Adam in the league, and we don't want him to leave because we don't want it to be harder for us to win. We like that Copeland's always going to be there solidly in the middle, but never actually posing a threat. That was nice. That was, you know, it's it's great. When, when you can count on certain people in the league to not do shit like Copeland and Mitchell, then... It's really it really makes it a lot easier for us elitists to continue being elite like we were born to be. So, Copenin, if you ever listen to this, 
come back. I mean, come on. We'll work out our issues and whatnot, you know. <laughs> Maybe we will. I don't know. But uh, doesn't mean you can't play fantasy football, and you should even use the anger you have towards us, if you have any, which you shouldn't. But if you do, use it towards us and beat us, which <laughs> we know you won't do. So... <laughs> Uh, I just really want to see you handcuffed to somebody at the end of this because we're also going to talk about punishments tonight, people. But moving on. Okay, so what what a day today. What a day in NFL history, a day where the NFL, Roger Goodell, and company decided to go back on their anthem protest laws and renege on everything to say that they're back to the drawing board because they can't fucking realize how easy this thing is to fix you know and speaking to everyone in the league here um i know we're pretty much split like half and half like okay so we got some we got some straight up conservatives here we got eric we got paul those are our straight up conservatives and we got our straight up liberals we got me we got dylan and we got our medium liberals we got crook we got mitchell and we got our medium conservatives, too. We got uh, Mike Carls. And then there's the swing votes. We got Jeremy and Mike Wells. Both, I think, like to say they're liberal, but are really actually conservative. You know what? We're going to give Jeremy as a conservative label because uh, I think economically he doesn't really have an opinion. And socially, he is just trying to hide that he's a conservative. You, you, I see you out there, Jeremy. You know that's how it is. I see you out there, Mitchell, too. He's agreeing with me. <laughs> you know how it is. Um, so, uh, for the anthem protest, I know some of you are thinking like, well, you, these players, they, they just are so stupid. You know, why? they're just disrespecting the army and the nation by peacefully taking a knee during the national anthem. <clears throat> well, here's what I say. Um, that's a subjective point of view, because even in our fucking booty bowl thing, we have Eric diametrically opposed to players kneeling during the anthem. We have Kruk, doesn't give a shit. Both of them served. Both of them didn't face any extreme combat, so if you want to say that Kruk's not in the uh, not a veteran, then go fuck yourself, because he, he, he was in it for longer than Eric, and... You know, he wasn't shipped overseas, I guess, but, I mean, Eric was shipped overseas and read read all the Game of Thrones books. So, you know, um, not to discredit anything you did, Eric, but as you can see from that, they both have different views on a same situation that affects both of them, which would mean that it is... Uh, what's the word? Um, well, you can't clearly define it as offensive or not defensive. It's just a matter of perspective. Some people get offended by it. Some people don't. And because of that, especially when people that are in the Army and in the military, and it goes bigger than Eric and Kruk. Both people, people on both sides are offended or not offended. So it's a matter of perspective whether or not you take offense to it. It's that's there. That's how it is. So the fact that any of us can really say that these players shouldn't stand because it's offensive is not true. It's a matter of perspective. Or even us to say, to say that they should 
they they should kneel because it's not offensive. That's also not true because it's it's both at the same time. It is an imaginary number, essentially. It is both an integer and a, not an integer at the same time. I don't know if that math reference is correct, but I bet you guys don't know either. So we'll roll, roll with it. So stop, stop pretending like you know the answer to it. I mean, honestly, it's America. I'll defend your right to be racist. I'll defend your right to be uh, stupid. I'll defend your right to have this, any beliefs you want. You can do whatever you want with the flag. Do whatever you want with the national anthem. Bottom line, people say that the national anthem, no one's allowed to protest at work. Well, here's the thing. The NFL does not have clear rules on it. So, you know, if the NFL really wants this to end, all you have to do is say, you have to stand or you're out of the league or stop playing the national anthem. Or my suggestion, keep the players in the locker room until after the national anthem because then you can't see what they're doing and don't allow media access, whatever. You know, I mean, truly what I believe is let them do whatever they want and no one's going to give a shit because no one gave a shit before. Marshawn Lynch has never stood for a national anthem. Colin Kaepernick kneeled for a long time before anyone became an uproar. You know when they came in an uproar? When they found out what he was kneeling for. And when he was kneeling for black people's rights against police brutality, that's when people get in an uproar, which, you know, maybe it's just a coincidence, but seems a little insane to me that people are in an uproar about it now. But, you know, I'm sorry if you had to listen to this whole rant because there's a lot more stuff we got to talk about, especially in terms of the booty bowl. So let me go through the draft order posted by Adam Copeland, ex-member of the league, uh, on March 9th. Number one, the best, Nick Wagella. Number two, Eric Robertson. Number three, Mike Wells. Number four, Mitchell Wagella. Number five, Fill in the blank. Number six, Paul Vogel. Number seven, Dylan Magella. Number eight, Jerry Mahar. Number nine, Mike Carls. And number 10, Mike Crook. And guess what, guys? I'm going to go through a mock draft that I can guarantee you most of these picks are going to be right by the time the draft actually comes around. But before we do that, there is a big issue we have to tackle. Kobanen has removed himself from the league. We don't know what's happening. Of course, we will have you back. But we have to entertain the discussion of who will take over his place if he does not rejoin. Big thing. Booty Bowl is one of the most sought-after leagues in fantasy football history. We made shirts one year. We do have a fucking lame trophy. I mean, I'll get to that. But So, obviously, easiest answer to put here is Jeff Warner. Uh, he's friends with all of us. He's already in our chat. And, you know, he'd be a solid. He's not bad at fantasy. I, don't, I wouldn't say he's good, but he's not bad. But, you know, there are other things to consider. We do have John Vatula on deck, former winner of the Booty Bowl, been in, been in the league. We do have Joe McNavich on deck, former uh, second-place finisher in the Booty Bowl, has been in the league. We do have Brian Arnaldi on deck, two-time former second-place winner, has been in the league. So right there, you have four quality candidates. I know we all would be rooting for Jeff in that scenario, or maybe Joe. Um, personally, I think in order to determine who is going to be in this amazing fantasy football league that controls most of my thoughts for half of the year, I don't think we should just vote on it. I think we need to make this a competition or at least whoever can throw the most money. Like, 
for example, people, they, these, the contestants need to do a task or whoever does the best task or the, raises the most money towards our new trophy. That's my idea. Whoever can pay the most for a new trophy because we need to upgrade this trophy. Looks kind of lame. We're almost at the point where we have to extend it anyway. So I vote whoever throws the most money at the trophy gets in and we do a blind blind, uh, blind auction type style where they each put as much money as they're going to donate to an envelope. Whoever has the most, we take it and, <laughs> and uh, we improve the trophy and they're in the league. You know, so... I'm sure Eric can appreciate this. Whoever's the richest wins. Agree? I agree. What do you think, Mitchell? Oh, oh, sorry. No, I'm here alone. Hold on. Let me drink this beer and get back up. Oh, I'm sorry. This is LaCroix. It's definitely a LaCroix. I can't believe you guys thought it was a beer. <laughs> uh, one second. You know, and if we're not going to do it monetary-wise... Let's do a competition where they have to embarrass themselves. We can open it up to everyone, too. We can open it up to people like Kurt. We can open it up to people like John Church or or even smelly Dennis Brown, you know, the fucking fudgehead Packer fucker, you know, anyone else. We can, we can, we can make them do the dumbest shit just to join our league because you know how illustrious it is because it's all we talk about. You feel me? You feel me, homies? So that is my plan um, for replacing Copenin. Or, you know, maybe we should make Copenin do something weird to get back in. I'm fine with that, too. <laughs> Anyways. So, now that that's out of the way, we also have to talk about punishments. Mitchell, do your punishments so people can stop, like, bitching about how you don't do your punishments because... I, I think it's unfair because your punishments are a lot harder to pull off than Eric's was. But Eric's, to his credit, is still up. It is smaller than we imagined, but it's also more expensive than we imagined. So anyone that's bitching about that, then give Eric some money, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind upgrading it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but... Mitchell, your punishment with the calendar... Yeah, you didn't do it. You took a picture that I chose... No one else chose a picture, so that one I'm wiping off the books. No one, even, no one has even given me a suggestion or tried remotely hard to set up a photo. So fuck everyone else. For, fuck everyone for giving Mitchell shit for that one. But the stand-up comedy routine, that, that shit that has been given to you, Mitchell, is warranted because it is so easy to go do stand-up comedy for open mic for just like five minutes. Like a, You can do a five-minute set that hopefully you fail at, but knowing you, I think you might succeed. But either way, you haven't done it yet as, as of this recording, and I don't see you doing it in the, in the near future, so prove us wrong, go do it, so we can get on with the next punishments, which I think the leading candidate right now, based on my own judgments and trying to sell it to people, is ninth and 10th place have to be handcuffed together for 24 hours. That's right. We'll pick a day. I mean, even if, you know, it, it might be, it might be a little shitty if it's like Dylan or Mitchell and somebody else that doesn't live in Phoenix, you know, that might be a little tough, but they'll be home for like Christmas and shit, or, you know, we'll figure it out. But I think the worst, the only way that wouldn't work is if it's like Dylan and Eric 
because their schedules will it would be tough for their schedules to align for 24 hours but i think that we could figure out a way to do it within a year um you know and if don't if it's dylan and mitchell that'll be hilarious they're already in phoenix you know just think about like what is what is the worst combination of people to be handcuffed together for 24 hours you know dylan and eric would be tough to beat um that would be so funny though if they were handcuffed together for 24 hours <laughs> can you imagine the possibilities <laughs> um other than that like oh gosh it's hard it's hard like hmm, paul and Paul and Mike Wells would be pretty funny. I like that combination. Paul and Mike Wells, I hope you guys come at 9 and 10 if we go for this route. But there are other punishments we could look look to. Um, you know, I'm I'm always a fan of the ninth and 10th place loser having to make out for one minute. I think that's hilarious. And, you know, I don't know how you're going to do it because you have to, like, really push some boundaries with some friends. And, you know, you can't get a boner because then you're gay and you know how bad it is to be gay guys, right? You know, if you don't want to be a little, a little gay boy over there, right? You know, <laughs> you know, honestly, guys, get your masculinity in check. Who cares if you like to make out with guys a little bit, whatever. <sighs> Some more LaCroix. Mm. Oh my God, it tastes just like a two-hearted ale. Anyways, so yeah, think of some punishments because we need some more ideas. We need some, honestly, we need some more easily accomplished ideas. Oh, one of the other ideas I had that I really liked was loser has to panhandle on the side of like the road like the homeless people do until he gets $100. And then we can buy a new trophy with that money. Unless we use... Like I think that'll be hilarious because you just have to have a sign over your over like your your shirt that's or holding up a sign that says like I am a loser I lost fantasy football I can't leave until I get one hundred dollars please pay me in pennies and that'd be that'd be so funny I think <laughs> um, or I still like the idea of like thirty six hours of community service that's great too because it helps the community and you know it is torture <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Um, I like the idea of taking Stella to like a mall. <laughs> That'd be funny. You know, maybe someone will accidentally shoot her. I don't know. Or maybe she'll bite somebody and I'll have to put her down. You know, it's, there's benefits either way you look at it. Um, I like the idea of having to like, we can just make it like a physical punishment where a loser has to like clean and detail all of our cars, you know, that'd be funny. Um, or, or I, I, like, I like the idea of personal punishments, too. Like, for example, Mike Carls loses. He has to go see a scary movie by himself in the movie theaters, followed by a night at a haunted house by himself that he has to go through. Like, because he's afraid, because he's a little bitch and afraid of shit like that. So, yeah, it'd be so fucking funny to me. Or Eric has to go and, like, bungee jump off a bridge because there are places you can do that. And, oh, gosh... He would piss his pants. That'd be so funny. <laughs> uh, Dylan has to go and talk shit about uh, the Democratic Party and the Democratic Socialist Party at a uh, Democratic rally. That'd be so funny. He would never do that, though. Dylan wouldn't. You know, Dylan, you're probably one of the, you probably should just make the punishment because there's a lot of things you're just going to say no to because you're Dylan. So uh, 
you decide, I guess, commish. I know I'm hand of the commish, a title that I bestowed upon myself, but I'll give advice, but I know it's coming comes down to you, my doggy. Um other punishments I could think of. Uh Jeremy's personal punishment, he has to go play open mic night and he has to do a five minute set at the bean with his guitar and he doesn't get any practice. That'd be so funny. <laughs> Oh, or no, or, or one of our other punishments is Jeremy has to go <laughs> and return uh, all the cans all of us can combine together by himself and then bitch when they won't give him the money for it. <laughs> oh, he would hate that. <laughs> you know, but the thing about personal punishments is it's hard to think about what you would do with Mike Wells because what won't that guy do? Maybe for Mike Wells, you just make him sit in a cage for a day. Like 24 hours, sit in a dog cage. Or you, you know what you do? You restrict, you, you make him not be able to drink alcohol, smoke weed, or smoke cigarettes, or do anything to, infl- to take away from sobriety for one week. He's cut off, he has to be straight sober for one week, or else he has to eat a blender full mixture of all of our shit. And then you think of Paul. What is Paul's punishment? Hmm. Um, you know what? I, I think the classic Paul thing he has to change his middle name to Joe Biden. It's, it's been in the cards for a long time, and we all want you to be Paul Joe Biden Vogel. And then you get to Mitchell. What is Mitchell's punishment going to be? Gosh, <sighs> tough to think of, you know? Like, I don't know, maybe you have to move back to Michigan immediately if you lose. That'd be funny. <laughs> Everyone would love that, I think. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike Crack, what would his punishment be? Oh, boy. Um, Mike Crock has to, oh, geez, this is just all coming off the top of my head, guys. All coming off the top of my head. Um, Mike Crock can't play golf for a year. That'd be hilarious. I think that'd be funny. I mean, good one for Eric, too. Uh, you know, Eric and Crock both can't play golf for a year if they lose. That's hilarious. <laughs> that'd be great. Um, and I think I covered everyone, except for Adam Copeland or whoever replaces him. And, you know, we'll get to that. We'll cross that bridge when it gets to that. But anyways, time to go through the first round mock draft that I guarantee you will happen. And, and I'm, not, I'm not accounting for trades. I'm not accounting for trades, guys. Who's excited? Let me drink some more of this LaCroix. I can't believe you guys thought this was a two-hearted ale. Half-drinking two-hearted ale. I can't believe you guys thought that. <laughs> so silly. I can't... Oh, my gosh. With the first overall pick in the 2018 Booty Bowl Fantasy Football Draft, Nick Wagella, who is he going to select? Now, let me go through my thinking right here, guys. So, I've been thinking Le'Veon Bell for a long time, but this contract news, this you know, uncertainty for his future. This, you know, fear that, like, maybe <laughs> maybe because he doesn't have a contract, he'll get hurt. 
and it will ruin his value next year. Makes me tell you right now, there is very little chance that I will be drafting Le'Veon Bell with the first overall pick. I am sorry, Eric. I'm probably going to take your guy. My pick as of now is Todd Gurley. Best running back last year, especially if we stay with standard, which we will get to later, uh, I will be taking Todd Gurley. Now, there is something I do want to mention. There is a player that um, I've been looking at and uh, I really want on my team, and I really want to trade down to get him. So if anyone, if any, I'll tell you right now, if anyone wants to trade up to the number one pick and has a pick around six, seven, eight, keep me in mind because call me crazy, but my God, do I want Saquon Barkley? And I would consider taking him number one. All the reports on him is that he's amazing. He goes to the Giants who would already have amazing receiver threats. So you can't stack the box. I know there's concerns about the offensive line, but if this guy is the player that they say he is, it's gonna be he's gonna be even better than Ezekiel Elliott his rookie year. And he could win people's leagues. He could win people leagues by drafting him. Whoever so right now I think he's projected at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. On Yahoo, he's 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 at eleven. I think if you take Julio Odell or Alvin Kamara or Hopkins over him, I I have him at I have him at six personally. So number six, who's number six? Let's see. Paul, if you want to trade uh, for the first pick, you know I'll make you a sweet deal. It will be ju- it will be for sure swapping seconds, but you know it won't be much more than that. We can make it into light deal for the first time, but we're not going that far yet, guys, because. I'm sticking with Gurley for now. I'll have the best running back in the league, hopefully. Which brings us to Eric, which is this is honestly the toughest decision for me to mock draft somebody to. Because Eric's afraid of Le'Veon Bell because he's afraid of people that hold out. I know he likes David Johnson, but I don't I, I don't like David Johnson and I don't I can't see Eric taking him there and I can't see him taking Elliot there either. Eric could get some, could get chalky and smart and cheeky and just take Antonio Brown, which wouldn't be a bad pick. But for the sake of argument, Eric, we're giving you Le'Veon Bell. Congratulations. You have him for his second year. And then we move on to Mike Wells. Who does Mike Wells take when Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley are gone? You bet your ass he's not taking David Johnson because Mike Wells is a fan of stars and he likes star power. He's taking Easy E, which I think is a smart pick because I would not take David Johnson. Ezekiel Elliott is going to Mike Wells and his team that will... You know, Mike Wells has been getting better at fantasy, so I'll, I, I won't shit on him. But I think he'll take Elliott. And that is your third pick. The next, the next order is Mitchell Wakella. This is a tough one because I know Mitchell's going to want to take David Johnson here because he lives in Arizona. David Johnson's been great. Here's the thing. I don't believe in David Johnson. I think the wrist injury is a weird injury that it would be likely to re-injure itself, especially in a team that's not 
going to contend for anything. I like the pick of Josh Rosen. They have Sam Bradford, but they're going to be stuck in purgatory for a little bit until they, until Josh Rosen can develop. But saying that, Mitchell is the fantasy football player he is, and Mitchell will pick somebody that will sabotage his team because, you know, this is the only person in the league that's never made the playoffs. So I'll give Mitchell David Johnson there. You have the top four running backs off the board. It has gone. Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson. And now we move on to the number five pick, which is blank or Adam Kopanen. Um, You know, it doesn't matter who this is. I'm pretty sure this person is going to take Antonio Brown, the best receiver on the board. It could be Kamara, but for the sake of this argument, I'm going to go with Antonio Brown because I don't know who it is, and I'm assuming... You can't go wrong with Antonio Brown. He's always the best receiver. He's like the new Calvin Johnson. So we'll give number five person Antonio Brown. Then we move on to Paul motherfucking Vogel. And you guys know he had him last year. He's in love with him. He's taking Alvin Kamara. I would bet that. I bet money on that. Unless he tries to get cute, I think he's taking Elvin Kamara, so we'll stick with that. And then we got number seven, Dylan, who I have assurances from him that if this person is still there, Dylan is going to take DeAndre Hopkins, someone who I think is also risky. We don't know what Deshaun Watson's going to be. We know DeAndre Hopkins is great. You know, actually... I, I will not contest this pick. I don't think it's a bad. I just, there's a receiver that I like better than him still available. And, you know, but I understand the Hopkins pick. I get it. I get the love. Then we move on to Jeremy. Maher. Who is Jeremy Maher going to take here? So this is where, this is where it gets tricky because you got Odell, the receiver that I like. You got Julio. I don't think you're going to take Julio because people are down on him. You got Kareem Hunt. You got Saquon Barkley. But if you look down more, you have Leonard Fournette, someone Jeremy had on his team. I don't think Jaron will take him there because of his ADP right now. So, you know, Jeremy, someone who has taken receivers, but I don't think he likes Odell as the thing, and I don't think he likes Julio. You know what? We're going on a limb. We're giving Jeremy Saquon Barkley. Jeremy will take Saquon Barkley there, and he's off the board. Then we got Michael Carls, and Michael Carls has walked into a great slot because he still has Odell, he still has Julio, he still has Kareem Hunt. I know he's a fan of Kareem Hunt, but, and I know, he, I, actually, you know, I think Mike Carls would take Kareem Hunt here because he still believes in him, and Odell, he should, he, Odell fucked him last year. I, I think a smart pick there would be Odell, but we're giving him Kareem Hunt. And then you got Kruk with the wrap around, baby. Kruk will for sure take Odell here. And Melvin Gordon. I predicted that from the beginning. Kruk will have Melvin Gordon again, and he will take Odell, and that is a stacked starting team. Good news for Kruk, I think. If he can end up with Melvin Gordon and either Odell or Julio, that's great for Kruk. Moving back around to Mike Carls, he has Kareem Hunt. Um, I would imagine he is going to take Julio Jones here because that would be silly for him not to. And moving back up, you have Jeremy. And here with Jeremy, 
already taken Saquon. He's going to be looking at those receivers. But no, I don't think. I think this is where Jeremy. I think this is where Jeremy tries the strategy of double RBs and takes Leonard Fournette. Had him last year. He knows Leonard Fournette's a beast. Count on it. Book it, baby. Back to Dylan. This is where Dylan tries to get cute, and Dylan. Dylan's going to be signed between two players right here. I'll tell you that. He's going to be signed between Michael Thomas and Keenan Allen. Now, Dylan has always been a Keenan Allen fan. And when he looks at he, – I'm sure he doesn't know shit about him right now, but when he looks at his ADP, he's going to be like, wow, Keenan Allen's back. So I give Keenan Allen to Dylan right there. And then moving it back down, Paul Vogel, you know who Paul is taking. Paul is taking Dalvin Cook right there because he had him last year. He loved him, and he probably still believes in him. Moving up to Adam Kopanen or whoever uh, fits in there. I can't really do much other than pick the next highest player. So Michael Thomas goes there. So that will make it Michael Thomas. Oh, but can you go wide receiver, wide receiver? That's the question. Well, you're going to have to because there's no other good running backs unless you want Devonta Freeman. So we're giving him Michael Thomas. We're doing a receiver, receiver strategy there. Moving up to Mitchell. Mitchell had taken David Johnson because he made a bad choice. So he's going to go down, and he's going to think like, okay. Now, this isn't where I think – this is why I think Mitchell is in a bad spot here because if he's looking at receivers, you got Devontae Adams, uh, A.J. Green, Doug Baldwin. Like, I don't understand why these players are ranked this high on Yahoo's thing. So, yeah, uh, I, th- I can see Mitchell taking Devontae Adams here, which, you know, could be good, but I just don't personally believe in him. Mike Wells, depending on the suspension, I give Mike Wells LaShawn McCoy, but with the impending thing, we're still going to give him LaShawn McCoy because you know he's going to take LaShawn McCoy if he falls to him. It's one of his favorite players. Eric, Eric is staying away from Gronk, who I think would be the smart pick here, and Eric will probably take A.J. Green because he is still on the board, leaving me Gronk, and that is your first two rounds, buddies. Hope you liked it. Hope you agree with it. Um... So look, I'm looking forward to the draft, which is something we need to decide on. When is the draft this year, Commissioner? We don't know. None of us do. Gosh, I've been telling people it's Labor Day, but that's not a guarantee. I mean, could it be the week before? I don't know. I've never, I've never asked. We don't even have a full roster of teams yet. Guys, so stop worrying about when the draft is. Worry about how much I'm going to murder you guys in it. Because I'll tell you right now, my strategy, pick at one, pick at two, and trade down at three. So if anyone wants the 301 pick, I'm willing to trade down because there's a player that I want that I don't want to reach for, but I'm going to if no one will trade with me. So if there's a player you like at 301, hit me up. You know, I'll be right there in the draft room with you. And uh We'll get a little freaking. So, uh, hold on. Let me drink some more of this. Um, too hard. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, LaCroix. I still, still, still shocked that you fell for that. <laughs> you guys are so fucking stupid. I can't believe I associate with myself. And I can't believe that most of you have more education than me because, gosh, it did not work out well. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, hold on. Okay, well, I think I covered everything I wanted to cover, and I still have to fill 20 minutes left of this podcast. So, uh, just for starters, guys, I want to play for you on my acoustic guitar a song that I like that I 
uh, don't know. Um, I have never actually played it. Um, I've just been singing it in the car uh, because I really like it. And I learned how to play the, or I didn't learn how to play the chords. I learned what chords they are. So we're going to try it out. And if I do it well, you guys each owe me 20 bucks. If I do it bad, I'm sorry. So hold on. Let me get my guitar. Also, I just had to close this window in my room because I realized my neighbors could hear me doing this whole thing. So, about that. Sorry, neighbors. Hold on, I'm attaching the strap. Had to put my headphones back on. Okay, I could hear myself again. Tell me if this is okay, guys, okay? Oh, oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? You know, I suck at recording music while playing it, so this could be bad. Can you hear that? Or should I move a mic? Oh. How's this? Oh, does that sound okay? I'm gonna sing like from right here. You know what? Fuck it, I'm putting it right at my voice. That sounds terrible. Hold on. Let me tune this, guys, okay? Let me tune my guitar. If you uh, aren't interested in hearing me tune my guitar, then uh, fast forward like probably like 30 seconds. E is for Ezekiel Elliott, A. Alvin Kamara, A. A, I said Alvin Kamara. D, David Johnson, baby, D. D, little lower bit, David Johnson. Lower him down because he has a broken wrist still. G, that sounds like Mr. Gurley. B, sounds like Antonio Brown. E again. Everyone loves something. Okay. All right, we got some stuff. I move this back. This song is called Art is Dead, and it's originally composed by Bo Burnham, but I'm going to try to play it for you guys for the first time. Of 
this money Worked really hard for I slept in late while you worked at the drugstore My drug's attention I am an addict But I get paid to indulge in my habits All an illusion I'm wearing makeup I'm wearing makeup Makeup, makeup, makeup Art is dead 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 So people think you're funny How do we get the people's money? Art is dead We're rolling in dough while Carlin rolls in his grave The show has got a budget The show has got a budget All the poor people way more deserving of the money won't budget I wanted my name in lights When I could have fed a family of four For forty fucking four nights Forty fucking four nights Artist, I am an artist I am an artist I am an artist I am a day I am an artist I am an artist I am an artist Yeah, um Sorry, that was terrible. I I didn't mean for you guys to hear that. Oh gosh, and now my, my now everything's all tangled up in my shit. Oh boy, I'm so embarrassed. But to take solace in everything is that. Well, on one second. At least. At least I made you guys listen to that whole thing. <laughs> and at least I didn't get fooled by the joke at the origin of this podcast that I was drinking. A, you guys thought I was drinking a too hard when I was drinking a LaCroix the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's funny anymore. <sighs> LaCroix. Okay, what else do we have to talk about? Okay. Dynasty. And uh, this pertains to the booty bowl because, so info to everybody, Mike Carls is really high on Carrion Johnson, Lions rookie running back. I'm also really high on him, but we cannot let Mike Carls have him because we cannot let Mike Carls win three years in a row or else, boy, do we all have to kill ourselves. I mean, or just kick him out of the league. You know what? Honestly, we should get two new players this year. We just kicked Mike Carls out and Copeland's already gone. So there we go. Um, I'm going to do us all a favor right here and move the uh, ending drop up to right about here so we can just start ending this shit. Guys, it's been the Booty Bowl Podcast. It's been a great, great episode making fun of you idiots. Hope you keep listening. I have to pee really bad. Hope you liked my song that Bo Burnham wrote that I really can't stop thinking about. Um, I'll see you soon. Remember, uh, follow the Split Six Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Nick Wagella. Follow me on Instagram at NWagella. Follow me on Facebook at Nick Wagella. Follow Split Six. Blah, blah. Yeah, you guys don't fucking care. Go die, everybody. Go die. It's
signing out. 